Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorraine and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Hey, hi, this is your co-host, Tony Giorgio, and welcome to Living with Victory radio podcast. Before I get started, I'd like to say hi to Charlotte in Kenya and Natalie in France. There are so many listeners around us that we really appreciate. This month, we do celebrate Easter, and I hope everybody's excited about Easter because it is a wonderful holy day. What a life changer Easter is. It changed everything when Christ died on that cross for us. The hope and the encouragement and the promises that were given to us that day are so hard to take in with our human mind sometime of how wonderful and what he accomplished. Besides how wonderful Jesus is, because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one above him. No one. No one. No one could even come close to who he is. He has a servant's heart. Yes. And that is what we're going to talk about today, because we should follow him and we should imitate him to live a life that gives you peace, joy, and victory. Now, I am not going to really be reading scripture. This is a little different. The message is a little different, but it is from scripture. And if you get a piece of paper and a pen and you want to go back and read your Bible, I will be giving you where the scripture is found. My Bible is the Amplified Classic Edition. The first one will be John 1 through 17 is where this particular message will be on that scripture. When they were going to have Passover, it was around the time of Passover, just before Jesus knew that his time to 
go to the cross was coming. And he wanted to observe Passover. So he sent some of his disciples ahead to find a room where they could all meet. That's where they are right now. They're in this huge room, and all the disciples are there. And Jesus comes in. And when he comes in, he takes a towel and he kneels before each disciple and he washes their feet. This really grabs me the most because that my King of Kings and Lord of Lords would humble himself voluntarily to get down and wash his disciples' feet. And the towel he grabbed was known back in the ancient days as a servant's towel. A servant's towel, exactly. Their feet were so dusty and so dirty because they were wearing sandals. So washing someone's feet was not a very comfortable, pretty job to do. (laughs) And he had 12 of them, 12 (laughs) pairs to do. Okay? When he did this, he showed his own voluntary humility. I know we don't talk about humility very much today, okay? But he was very humble. We need to follow his example. He wanted to signify to them that it was a spiritual washing. Now, they really couldn't understand it right then because he hadn't been to the cross yet. It also showed proof of his great love for them. You know, God has an immeasurable love. You can't even begin to measure his love. Being king of kings and lord of lords, get down and wash your feet and, and willingly go to a cross where you know it was going to be horrific. Now, he is saying to them in John 13 that he, being their lord and teacher, Master has washed their feet. You ought to wash one another's feet. The servant is not above the teacher, Lord or Master. So none of us are above Jesus. He's above all. And if he could wash feet, we should be washing feet. In fact, it's saying here, it's your duty, obligation, and owe it to one another to To show the same love. Jesus showed them. Jesus showed them. And that's basically what the symbol of washing feet, he's not saying actually go out and wash feet, but there are many needs that people have. needs to satisfy. And we need to show love to one another. We don't show enough love to one another. You just really can't imagine when you start to show this love, how it comes right back to you. We need to understand that when we're going to show this love, that it will be inconvenient. Oh, yeah. It will take you away from something that you're doing. Without a doubt. Okay. It may be difficult. You may have to find a way to do it. (laughs) Okay. You may not be able to have all the components there to just one, two, three, and it can be uncomfortable. Right. In a time several years ago, we had a handyman, Bob, who used to come and, and do all our work. And at that time, We were not in a good financial position, number Mm -hmm. one. If you remember, we weren't feeling well. Our septic system failed, and we couldn't afford to get somebody out here to check the septic. And Bob, God bless him, 
he said, well, let me take a look at it. Okay, this man didn't have a big company. You know, he was a handyman. And he went out there and he dug up the septic system where, where it was coming up and all. And that was way beyond washing dirty feet oh, or the boy. equivalent of he was knee deep in muck. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this man manually, I mean, no machines, no, no, digs this thing up finds out there was a busted pipe, a clogged pipe, and proceeded to fix it. It took days. Oh, it took weeks oh, because he weeks also had obligations to other to people. To other people, right. But he always you know? came back. He paid his helper out of his pocket. Yes. Because we didn't have it. And he finished that job that he wasn't really in the business of doing. He would have never taken a job like that on. It wasn't within his scope. He was just someone who was showing love. He had a servant's Mm -hmm. heart. Exactly. Any time in that period that we needed something, Bob would be there. He was always here. This is an example of what Jesus is trying to tell you to do. That's Mm -hmm. get in the muck. And believe me, folks. I'd, I'd rather wash feet. You know, poor guy. Uh, uh, we felt we so say. bad. The only payment <laughs> this man <laughs> wanted any time <laughs> he came here, I used to make pepperoni and cheese rolls. <laughs> and that's what he wanted to be paid <laughs> with. <laughs> And I was happy to do it, but I, you know, (laughs) I would say to him, Bob, how many do you want? Oh, no, no, not that many, (laughs) you know. But yeah. But he was a very sweet man. Yes. Very sweet. But that is a pure example. When we first started, we had a young boy who had leukemia, and his father owned a gas station, and he found out he had this rare form of leukemia, and it devastated. Uh, he only had a 10% chance of surviving the whole nine yards. This was how what was known as Compassion Children's Foundation was born. All right, Laureen cooked spaghetti dinners. She cooked, and we fed, I don't know how don't many know. hundreds of people that day we did that fundraiser. Well, and, you washed cars. We raised $1,100 just washing cars in the neighborhood. I am so happy to say that I know that this youngster went through a Christian college, beat the cancer, and became a teacher. You never know where God's going to send you and why you're there. So, Since Compassion Children's Foundation was born after that, we helped other children in the same situation for about 25 years. You're never giving anything away that you will never get back. Because God recognizes that without a doubt. He knows what you're doing. Exactly. This is the living God we're talking about. Right. Right. Now, after he washed their feet, Jesus then proceeded to serve up the first Lord's Supper to them by breaking the bread and pouring of the wine. This would be his last Passover. He was leaving the old covenant behind and bringing in the new new. himself. The new covenant is your relationship with Jesus. What a wonderful, really think of that. And his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit and the Father. You've got three in one. Now, the Lord's Supper, as I said, is bread and wine. The bread represents his broken body for us on the cross. The wine represents his blood 
shed to wash away our sins. When we receive him, we become white as snow. Everything we've ever done is gone if you really trust him and love him. And he was explaining this to the disciples before going to the cross. Our Lord willingly went to the cross for us and allowed all that punishment for our sakes. His love for us is beyond our comprehension and is what kept him on the cross. We couldn't do anything to save ourselves. We would go to hell because we deserved what he got. So Jesus died in our place. What do you do with a love like that? Can you honestly turn or afford to turn that love away? How can I say thank you enough for the new covenant? His sacrifice, knowing I could call upon him any time when in trouble, and Jesus will answer. And it gave us everlasting life. Exactly. That alone, even if he never did anything. Yeah. He gave us everlasting life. When I stop and think of what he did for me and how much he loves me, I can't really take that all in. No, no, not I mean, really, if you stop and you really think about it, and then you say to yourself, why am I worried about this? (laughs) There is a power that can do anything, and we have to tap into that power. Don't walk away from him when you have a problem. Run towards him. And that is what... Easter is yes. the little egg hunts are great for the kids and the new clothes. and That's what Easter is, the resurrection and the life and the gift we were given. Exactly. One thing about our Lord, <laughs> he's really amazing. I mean, you know, he arose the third day. Okay, that's Luke chapter 24. Oh, yes. And serving the Passover, the Lord's Supper, that was Luke 21, 15 through 20. Okay? So if you want to go back and read that. Now, the whole crucifixion there is Luke 23, 32 through 56. Okay, when you have time to read this, and it really would be good for you to get into your word, into the the Bible and read his word, because then you will be amazed and really understand it will open your spiritual eyes to see the truth in print, because that Bible is truth. God is truth. He can't be anything else. You know, the more you read it, I mean, I'm a novice at it, you might say, you know, compared to a lot of people out there. But reading it, you always find something new. I don't care if you read the same chapters over and over or the the Easter story and, Mm -hmm. oh, I know that he rose from the dead, you know, and that. But there's always something in there that you pull out the second, third, or fourth time around that you missed the first time. Exactly, because there is so much to him. Yes, yes. Now, Jesus did arise the the third day, and we're we're very happy about that. Hallelujah, because he overcame death. That was, yeah. You know, so death is really, if you're in him, is nothing but a shadow. Yes. It's not real because you're not really going to die. If you're in him. 
You're just going to make a transition. That's where is your sting. This world to the next world. Exactly. That's it. Without any pain and all glory and sit at the right hand of God. Okay? Jesus is there with us. A living God who rose from the death and the earth shook as he died and then back to life and sits at the right hand of God. If you didn't read that closely, and I'm sure you did, uh, you just, that when he died, the graves opened, the dead were walking. walking. That's why we say death is nothing but a shadow, nothing to be feared. No, not because at all. He conquered it. Exactly. He went down at that hell, point, took the keys away from Satan, and he has them. If people were really paying attention to understand, just like with Lazarus, Right, death means nothing. Eventually, we will all be home with him, walking around and in good health and no tears. Exactly. And, and, and real quick, Lazarus died. They were yes. upset. Jesus, you didn't make it here. And, if you weren't mm-hmm. here, no, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because he came and he said, you know, basically get up. Get up. Yeah, and he's he, just asleep. And he sat out, right? I mean, after three days, I mean, we got to talk. <laughs> you, you know, so know what you're dealing with. If you love the Lord, if you, you say you're a Christian, wow, you've got a powerhouse on, on your side and sitting at the right hand of God Almighty. And he came down and he lowered himself to come down to the exactly. standard. Of the human race. Exactly. That's the way we, we look at it. You know, we're exactly. nothing. Well, we are. Without what, him, we without are nothing. And we can never do anything no. worthwhile without him. Not uh, at all. Now, like I say, of course, we all know he arose the third day. And what does he do the first thing he does when he gets up? Saying, wow, wow, that was a, a rough two days was a and start complaining. Just you know what, uh, Dad? <laughs> Next time, find somebody else for this job or something <laughs> like that. You know, he's worried about the disciples, that they're sad and frightened right. because right. of his death. Yes. So he decides to go down to the beach. Yes. And most of the disciples are in a boat trying to catch fish, fish yeah. because they didn't know what else to do so they went yeah, back, went back to, work. to fishing yeah and nothing was going right because they couldn't catch anything no nothing i mean you know you know when you're you're having those days that no matter what you do everything goes right wrong. the only thing i catch is a cold yeah or, or covid i mean you know i mean uh, to them their lord and best friend was dead yeah, yeah. and nothing had any meaning there was no point to anything. Yeah. We're just going to keep busy and just stay out here, try to catch fish, and they're not even cooperating. Yeah. So what happens is Jesus goes down there, he gets on the beach, and he starts a fire. He brought the bread. Yep. Now exactly. he's starting a fire. Exactly. And he shouts out to them in the boat. Yep. Now this is all John 21, 1 through 14. He's saying to them, have you caught anything yet? And they said, no. And he tells them to put the net on the right side. And they caught 153 fish. And they could barely (laughs) drag the net in, but they got the fish in. Now, Jesus, 
goes ahead and cooks the fish for breakfast. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. I don't know about you, but what else could the, our Lord do to show his love for us? Right? Boggles your mind when you think of it. The power that you have there, the friend that you have there. If you ever have the opportunity, there's a program out there called The Chosen. Mm. And a oh, lot, wonderful. They, they took it right from the Bible, but it is the real side of the real Christ mm-hmm. and the disciples. They were just like us. That's right. And, and the portrayal is just phenomenal. I mean, there are so many people who were saying, Wow, I didn't know he was just like us. Well, he was, <laughs> he was you, man, you, man and, and he God. was God. Yeah. You know, but what wonderful examples yes. from washing their feet to serving the Lord's Supper to dying on the cross yeah. and then to make breakfast. <laughs> Get up and make breakfast. You know, after what he went through, you think he felt like getting up and making breakfast? No, that's right. You think so. <laughs> but you know, you you have to realize the Lord, I mean, he climbed out. Of, he didn't climb out of his grave. He walked, walked out. out. Mm-hmm. And that's why Eloreen wrote the book, Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises. Right. You can get it on Amazon anyway. I just thought I'd, I'd move. If you in. want to make yourself happy, go in and read these scriptures that I have given you. Let me go back and give it to you again. Sure. Okay. It starts with John 1 through 17. Right. Then John 13, 1 through 17. Then Luke 21, 15 through 20. Right. Luke 23, 32 to 56. And then all of Luke 24. Yeah. Yes, and then John 21. 1 through 14. Right. Okay. You know, here's here's the thing. We're not just telling stories here. This is documented proof in the Bible, written centuries ago, written by real people, okay, and influenced by the Holy Spirit. They wrote it with his influence. Now, understand... His disciples, most of them, weren't at the cross when he died. They couldn't face it. But they also felt the guilt of not being there to support him. And, you know, in our humanness, we have so many different emotions and, and ways to look at things. And But there's really only one way to look at it, and that's through the eyes of Jesus. When you get your eyes really totally on him, you start to get his perspective. Oh, yeah. Seeing through his eyes, you start to realize that even though the things that are going on around you seem so impossible to to be fixed, that, you know, how is this ever going to work out? But seeing through his eyes, you can with peace, an absolute peace that he wants to give you that goes beyond any man's understanding, that you can wait for his timing and wait for the way he's going to work it out by just simply giving it to him, praying, praising, worshiping, loving him, showing love to others, and keeping yourself 
and your mind on him and others. That's all he did when he walked this earth. And he wants us to do likewise. Yeah, if you want, you, you, you get a picture of us through a podcast we did, which was the, your battle, battle is, is already, already won, won. And, and it's on the archives. Because, you know, we're saying all these things. We're not just saying it because we want to do a program. We've lived it enough in a century. <laughs> it yeah, seems like a century. You didn't catch that, did you? You know, in, <laughs> in, in our lifetime, in 55 years of marriage, that you need Jesus Christ. You need a living God, and we have one. And why are we turning away? If we weren't turning away, we wouldn't be in this mess. You wouldn't worry about any of it. You Politics, jobs, life, sickness, all. He's got it covered, but you really have to learn, as we did, the hard way. Believe me, the hard way. And these three years, it's been a killer for many. But we're here to tell you, we're here. We're telling you because we want you to have the hope and encouragement of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. We don't need to do this. We should be retired. We're, we're crazy, but, you know. What God would put himself through a crucifixion washing feet, making breakfast. I mean, he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. What kind of love would make anyone want to go through all of that, put himself on a cross, and care about our souls? The love that's there, and then get up and make breakfast for someone, or go in and wash feet before he knew he was going to the cross to show his disciples how much he loved them. He shows such perfect examples of how we are to live our life. It's not hard. Well, if you read First and Second John and First and Second and Third Peter, now these were the disciples. And they say, we were there, we saw, yeah. we heard. So they walked with him, they lived with him, they got to know him. We're saying this strictly because we are so inundated, all of us, the, the whole world, with such terror and such fear. He's got it all in his hands, not the government, not the Democrats, the Republicans, none of that, none of that. It's Jesus Christ, God Almighty, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Those three, I know we don't understand it. I don't intend to. I believe it, though, and we'll find out sooner or later. If you understood everything, you would not have faith, and faith is what pleases God. Actually, Easter isn't about him being on the cross. Easter is his resurrection, and he's alive. He is alive. He is real, and that's what we have to remember. And we're doing this because, you know, people come to us for advice. They're in trouble, just like we are. And we know how many people are hurting. And, and with all we've been through, we can do a year's worth of programming on what we've been through just in three years. Let's get back to God. That's all I can say. Let's get back to the Almighty God. We wish you a very, very happy Easter. And I hope that we were able to give you a little bit of really who he is and why Easter is such a wonderful, life-changing holy day. And so important. So important. So important. 
We thank our friends at Teague's Grocery and Cafe for sponsoring us for so many years. And this is Tony and Laureen. And remember, Laureen writes a local column in the Positively Hayward vicinity. And we have that book out there on Amazon and locally, Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises. And it's our story backed up by scripture and a lot of other stories in there that are true. At that note, have a blessed, blessed Easter. Enjoy. Eat the fish, eat the cookies, and cook somebody breakfast, you know. (laughs) See you next time. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the rain. Get ready, get ready. God in His goodness is gathering showers of If you would like a copy of Lorraine Giorgio's book, Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises, for free, call WPTL now at 828-648-3576 or 648-3577. Give us your name, and then you can pick up a copy at our studios on Pisgah Drive in Canton during normal business hours. Please bring an ID. It would make a great gift of hope and encouragement to someone in need. Lorraine's book can be found on Amazon Kindle and purchased locally at the Organic Bean Coffee Company in Maggie Valley, Teague's Grocery and Cafe on Soco Road, and Blue Ridge Books in Hazelwood. Thanks again for listening.